This is the Authentic Sex Podcast, real-life conversations about sex, pleasure and relationships. I'm your host, Juliet Allen. Welcome to episode 51 and season 2 of the Authentic Sex Podcast. My name is Juliet Allen. I'm a sexologist and a sex and relationship coach, and I'm the creator and host of this podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you are a regular listener, thank you for your patience in between season one and season two, and welcome. Today um, on this new episode, I'm talking about social media, sex, and the death of intimacy. Now, before I dive into that, um, I would love to mention that this episode of Authentic Sex is sponsored by the Juliet Pleasure Wand. The Juliet is a premium crystal pleasure wand. It's designed by me to heighten your sexual energy, increase self-love and self-pleasure, expand your orgasmic experiences and connect you to your true sexual essence and it's something that it's a product I guess a pleasure product that I absolutely love which is why I sell it on my website and it's something that I regularly use for self-pleasure and also incorporate into partner sex so it's available on my website www.juliet.com hyphen allen.com forward slash shop now i've had a big break in between seasons um in that time i've had time out from recording which has been lovely because as you can imagine it is a big project behind the scenes of this podcast so it's been awesome to um, get away and enjoy time with my family and i've also been creating something new for you guys it's a new online course it launches very soon Um, the launch date is soon to be announced and it's a holistic guide to creating a life that supports great sex every day so it's i guess for me i see that um, there's a gap in a way that in the market of sexology and and sex education in that um, people don't talk about the holistic side of great sex in terms of family in terms of who we surround ourselves with money health wellness um, our careers how all that impacts us sexually so that's what this course is about and I've written it all myself. It's a combination of um, written material, journaling, homework, and audio. And it's gonna be awesome. So stay tuned, jump on my mailing list. Um, You can get on there on my website and be the first to know. I've also launched a new curved pleasure wand. It's a rose quartz wand. It's um, brand new, it's on my website, and it's designed to reach the G-spot and stimulate the cervix. So when we can stimulate those areas in our body and feel those areas in our vagina and in, in that space of our body, it really deepens our experience with orgasm and pleasure. And 
Yeah, I think you're gonna love this. If you've already got the original wand, I um, recommend trying out the curved wand. And again, you can purchase that on my website. So, episode 51, social media, sex, and the death of intimacy. I'm talking about these topics because they seem to come up regularly in sessions with my clients. They also come up in my own personal life and have come up in past relationships. So I totally get how social media can have a huge impact on intimacy and sex. And it's very on topic, I guess. We're living in a world where social media features heavily and our phones feature heavily. And so I wanted to address, um, address this topic, these topics. So what is intimacy? I guess all of us have different um, interpretations of what intimacy is for us in our lives. But I like to break it down to intimacy being in to me, you see. So it's like fully being seen and fully seeing. And this isn't limited to romantic relationships. This is limit. This is this encompasses all relationships, relationships with our beloved, with our lovers who we share sex, sexual intimacy with relationships with family, with our, our children, with our friends, with our colleagues. It is okay to feel intimacy with everybody in our life. And then we choose who we open the sexual channel and feel sexual intimacy with. Today, however, I am going to focus more on sexual intimacy. So in this podcast, I'm going to talk about how social media affects intimacy and sex, what to do if you have a partner who seems to spend a lot of time on social media, more time than you, and if you feel like it's affecting a relationship, what do you do? And then I'm going to give you practical tips on how you can spend less time on social media and phones and more time in the bedroom. So, hmm, how does social media and phone usage affect us? I guess it affects us all in really different ways. And then there's some really similar ways that it affects us. So you maybe have your own version of how it's fucking up your relationship or your sex life. I definitely have my version of how it does that. Um, today, I'm going to talk about just a few points of how it does and why. So, like I said, we're living in an age where we all have phones and where we have everything at our fingertips, literally. We have our social media, so big ones would be Instagram and Facebook, I'm guessing. I guess there's all sorts of other ones, but they're the only two that I use. In fact, I haven't had, um, just on a personal note, I only have the Instagram app on my phone. I haven't had Facebook for at least three or four years on my phone. But I do understand that um, people have all sorts of apps that can distract them. So, yeah, we use our phones for social. We use our phone for email. We use it for communicating with everybody in our lives. And it's awesome. If we look at the positives, we live in a really great world where we can run a business from a mobile phone from anywhere in the world. And I think that's awesome. However we are very distracted on our phones. A lot of us, I, I would like to say, are addicted to our phones. And we can definitely use phones and social as a 
way of um, feeling like we're connected but not being authentically connected. So authentic connection is when human beings come together in the flesh and enjoy everything that comes with that. So enjoy touch, whether it's giving your mum a hug or or giving your boyfriend a blowjob, whatever it is, that's that can be intimacy. And so what's happening is we're spending so much time following and liking and commenting and engaging with others, a lot of whom we don't even know these people on social media. And so we, by the end of the day, we feel so full of connection, yet it's a fake connection. It's not the type of connection that feeds our soul and that fills us up. And this is where the problem lies because we get that all day. We come home, we continue to be on social and then we miss out on true connection and quality time with our loved ones, with our family, our friends and with our partners. And so not surprisingly, what happens is when we're having less quality time and less great, great conversations and eye contact and touch, it has a domino effect on our sex lives and we are having less and less sex. And I definitely believe that a huge contributing factor to the fact that I'm seeing a decline in sex in relationships is because of social and because of phones. Now, side note, I just want to remind everybody, social media is really fake. Now, I know that that's my own personal opinion, and a lot of this is, but think about all the people you follow. Think about how many of them are are posting, you know, um, the argument they have with their partner or the fact there's no money in their bank account and they're struggling to feed their family or um, the kid who's wet the bed in the night and they're up all night and then wake up feeling tired or um, the fact that couples are sleeping in separate beds. None of this is posted on social. So not to mention the fact that a lot of the images are filtered so many times that we're not even getting a true representation of what people visually are trying to represent. So we're not only um, having inauthentic connection with people on social media, but we're also connecting with, in a way, fake fakeness in my eyes. And it's, it can be detrimental. It can be detrimental to our self-esteem, to our relationship with ourself, our relationship with our family and friends, our business. There's a lot of comparing and, um, and it's becoming really problematic and, and very problematic for young people in the world. So back on track, we are becoming distracted by our phones and we're having less quality time and we're having less sex. Now, the other thing is when we're following thousands of people or hundreds of people or whoever it is, we need to remind ourselves, and I do touch on this a lot in my new online course, we need to remind ourselves that we are a product of our environment and we're a product of the people who we surround ourselves with. This includes the people that you follow. So what I recommend is taking note over the next few days and reflecting on the people who you choose to follow in your feed, because I guarantee that what they're putting out there is directly affecting your consciousness 
and having an impact on you as a human being every single day. So check in with yourself. Are the accounts that you're following lifting you up? Do you feel inspired? Do you feel supported in your own purpose in life? Or are they negative? Are they highly filtered fake bullshit? Who are you following and how is it impacting you? Do not be afraid to unfollow people. And I will talk about that more in a moment. So the other really fucking scary thing that's happening and it's becoming an epidemic in couples is, and, and for singles, is that we're spending time in bed scrolling through our phones. So instead of couples getting into bed and cuddling and kissing and talking about their day and making love, couples are now getting into bed with their phones, lying next to each other and scrolling aimlessly at social media content or emails and then turning off the light and often wondering why they can't sleep. Now you can't sleep because you're highly stimulated by a really bright screen and lots of visuals. That's why you're having trouble sleeping. However, the reason why you're not fucking and having amazing sex and great intimacy and lovemaking is because it's not exactly romantic to be in, f in bed on the phone. It's not romantic to lie next to your beloved and have them scrolling through other people's lives. It's just not, con it's not going to lead to great sex. So big rule, and I will mention it again later, is no phones in the bedroom. If you want a great sex life, no phones in the bedroom. And I'll elaborate more in a moment. This goes for single people too. Um, I know if I jump in bed with my phone and then lie there scrolling, there's a lot less likely possibility that I'm going to self-pleasure because instead of focusing my love and energy on myself and on my own pleasure, I'm focusing it outward into my phone and then I get tired and my eyes start getting sore and I go to sleep. So I feel like people are masturbating less um, because of phones. So that's another thing to, to consider and ponder. I know for me, it's definitely true. Hmm. So that's, that's a little bit on how social media and phone usage affects intimacy and sex. I'm sure a lot of you listening are agreeing with me and I'm sure a lot of you um, are also thinking, oh my God, but there's so many other ways that it affects, affects me in my partnership or me as a single. So what, what do we do, next question is, if our partner spends a lot of time on the phone? If you're feeling frustrated that your partner is consistently on Instagram or Facebook, or if they're consistently checking their emails and it's taking away from your time, what do you do? I guarantee hundreds listening have this problem. I myself have really struggled with it in past relationships and it's been tough. Um, so what I recommend you do if this is the case is asking your partner when is a good time to chat. So number one, don't just spring it on him or her. Ask when's a good time to chat so that you get them in a space when they can listen and be present with you. And then find that time and express firstly, without being angry, without being bitchy, without being an asshole, Express from your heart what you deeply desire. And I guarantee what you deeply desire 
is intimacy, connection, quality time, and more sex and better quality sex. So firstly, it's okay to communicate this. And if you do it in a loving, soft, gentle way with your partner, there's nothing that they can do other than listen and feel you. If you go into this conversation saying, I want to talk to you about your phone usage. Juliet's told me that, you know, it's not good and it's so your fault or whatever. Your partner is instantly going to shut down. So number one rule is don't approach it being a bitch or an asshole. It doesn't work. They're not going to listen. You won't get what you want. Speak from your heart. Express after you express what you need. You can gently suggest that you feel like a solution that you thought about is that perhaps you both have less time on your phones and you may find that your partner is resistant and they may be resistant to this because they're going to come out often with a lot of different ways as to how they justify being on their phone. Um, and it, it's okay to have time on social, but not heaps, <laughs> not heaps if it's fucking up your relationship. So suggest it. And then I think in a way you can leave it for a bit and just let them reflect on what you've said and perhaps ask for what they think, what they feel about the topic. Now, I'm unsure of how the conversation's going to go. So I can't coach you in the different outcomes in this on this podcast. If you do need support, contact me and I do do coaching via Skype or if you don't resonate with working with me or that doesn't suit you, which is completely okay, I recommend finding a coach or a therapist or somebody in your local area or online who can help you. Because as a couple, it is really important that, that we seek support as a couple. It's not, you're not failing if you need support. It takes courage to seek help and you don't need to have a problem to even seek support and talk about your relationship. So yeah, if you need outside support, ask for it, seek it, find it, pay for it, do whatever you need to do to get it. What, what about if you have a flatmate? You know, this can be the same thing. You're living with someone and you want to have a great friendship with them and they're doing the same. You know, they're always on social media and they're not present. I just recommend doing the same thing, having an honest conversation, you know, with, with that person or family member in your life and expressing what you want with them, which is always quality time, presence, intimacy and connection. That's what deep down we all desire as human beings. We think we're getting that from social media, but we're not. Often it's detrimental to our health and to our other relationships. So express what you need and communicate. And then what, what happens if you are, if you know, you're the culprit and you're spending lots of time on your phone or you and your partner have slipped into the really unhealthy habit of sitting on the couch or lying in bed, just scrolling aimlessly. Or, or, you know, you, you're a single and you're just scrolling aimlessly through whatever and it's soul destroying. What do you do? Here, I'm going to give you a few practical ways. And these are things that I've done um, and implemented. Not all of them I haven't implemented. Um, but these are, these are things that work. They work for friends. They work for clients of mine. Um, firstly, set a time to turn your phones off. So it can be 7 p.m., 8 p.m., 5 p.m., whatever it is. Turn your phone off or put it on aeroplane mode. I know what works for me is if I just go and put it like in my closet in a, in a drawer and just forget about it. 
and just get it out of the way, out of the physical space. So turn your phones off. If you have a partner, talk to them about this. Talk to them about you know, why this is important for you and um, see if they're on the same page as you. They may not be on the same page as you, unfortunately. And that's where you need to make the decision of, of you know, whether the relationship suits you or how you can make changes. Um, perhaps get them to listen to this podcast is a great start. So talk to your partner about all these agreements and talk to your flatmates or your family or your mum and dad about these agreements and kids, obviously. Um, no phones in the bedroom, flat out rule. If you think you need it for an alarm, you can put it on airplane mode or you can go and buy an alarm like we used to back in the day and use that. So just this, this rule I feel really strongly about starting now, do not lie in bed and scroll on your phone. It is not healthy. And then another one, which I found really useful personally is limiting how many people we follow. I have a rule on Instagram that I follow no more than 100 people at all times. So I only follow close friends, um, a few art accounts that inspire me. And that's about it, to be honest. I don't follow many people because I don't want to get distracted in my newsfeed. I want to simply open my phone, post something that's relevant and authentic and close my phone. So I've found that since I cut it from like following 300 people to like 60 people, I have no reason to be on Instagram. I literally open the feed out of habit and it says, you have no new posts in the last two days. And I'm like, oh, that's right. There's no reason for me to be on here. So that's a really great thing that you can do is cut people out. And it doesn't mean you don't love these people. It doesn't mean that you don't love the products that you're following or whatever, but it it's just you're looking after your health and your relationships and your intimacy and your sex life. Another thing you can do, and this is the next step, bigger step, is to have a detox off social media. I know for me, when I feel like I'm getting a bit more addicted and when it's becoming unhealthy, I have a full detox. I literally log out and I delete my Instagram app. So I have a week or, you know, if I'm going away, I just turn it, take it off. Um, and that really helps me to, to check out and to connect back in with myself, to connect back in with my partner and to feel what it's like to not have to be thinking about social all the time. So have a detox and then you'll get clear on, you know, who you want to follow and how you want to feel every day. So there we go. There's my tips and some reasons as to why if you feel like social is killing intimacy and it, it is, I know it is because I see it. I see it each and every day in the work that I do then have a rethink and, and have a chat with your partner and, and write down what it is that you want to feel, what changes you want to make and commit to making them and see how it works for you. I guarantee you spend less time on social and less time on your phone and you will enjoy more intimacy and sex in your life. So thank you so much for listening to the to episode 51 and the first episode of season two of this podcast. Like I mentioned, my new online course launches very soon at the end of October. 
and I can't wait to bring it to you. Um, if you like more and daily updates and daily inspiration, you can follow me on Instagram at Juliet, J-U-L-I-E-T underscore Allen, A-L-L-E-N. And stay tuned for the next episode. Thank you very much for listening.